0: You are listening to Open Democracy. A journalist is killed every week for doing their job. And in the vast majority of cases, there's no justice. I'm Penny Dale, and this time in the final episode in the Killing the Truth series, The Philippines and the death and life
1: of Jerry Ortega. A strand of even the best abaca leaf is worthless by itself.
2: No matter how good Beth Maklang is in explaining her advocacy against destructive mining,
0: she
1: is useless if the Palawenos will not listen to her.
0: That's Jerry Ortega, a community leader in Palawan, a vet, a crocodile farming pioneer, an environmentalist, and a radio journalist.
2: Take the case of Dong Batul. If you listened to him while he was yacking every day on the radio. But after he was killed, people came out in large numbers to pay tribute to him.
1: I just hope I didn't suffer the same fate as he did. Oh merciful Jesus, please no, please no. <laughs>
0: Sadly, Jerry did suffer the same fate as Fernando Dong Batul had five years earlier. On the 24th of January 2011, a few minutes after coming off air from his daily morning radio show, Jerry was shot dead as he browsed for clothes in a second-hand shop. You know, Jerry was
1: a big guy, by Filipino standard, he was a big man. He had a bodyguard, a relative who was with him all the time, because Jerry was receiving death threats. He was even showing me some of the messages he got on his cell phone. So he was careful. So I was wondering to myself, "Shit, how could it happen?": My name is Redempto Anda. You can call me by my nickname them too. I'm a journalist based here in Puerto Princesa City in Palawan. I'm the editor of a, an online newspaper, Palawan News. Jerry, Dr. Jerry Ortega, was a friend of mine. You know, I immediately, I, I hurried. I immediately went there. There were people milling around the murder site. and. uh the first I saw was Patty, Jerry's wife. She's also a veterinarian. Immediately, like that, tears fell from, from my eyes. When I saw her brushing the hair of Jerry with her hands, he was lying sprawled on the floor. Blood was full of blood around his head. Uh, he was in his favorite Hawaiian clothes. Four nights ago, he was in my house. We had dinner, and he was wearing the same shirt.
3: Yeah. Jerry Ortega was murdered. Uh, he was shot from the back, through the back of his hat, by a shooter with the name Rekamata. Eventually, it turned out that there actually was an entire hit team My name is Jos Bartman. I'm the research coordinator of the Safer World for the Truth project, a merger of the Committee to Protect Journalists, Free Press Unlimited, and Reporters Without Borders. And we investigate cold cases of journalist murders. And I'm the lead investigator of this particular investigation into the murder of Jerry Ortega. It's really beyond reasonable doubt for us that Jerry Ortega was murdered for his work as a journalist. He was not an investigative journalist. But he had quite some reach in his radio program.
1: Very popular local program. Primetime program starting at 6 o'clock, and he would end around 9 o'clock. That was a daily program. It's entitled, Gramatak. The concept of his program was essentially expose, mainly about uh, environment, local governance, political commentary. Hindi po ba ganito rin ang kagarbohan ng dating first lady, Imelda Marcos? Ang tanong...
0: On this occasion, Jerry was comparing the lavish lifestyle of local politicians and their wives to Imelda Marcos, the former first lady of the
1: Philippines. His
0: friend Demto was an avid listener to Jerry's Ramatag program, and they often collaborated on stories.
1: I remember listening to his radio program every morning while having my coffee. Often I would drop by because his radio station was just close by to my residence. I would be like doing my morning walks and I would come by. He would be asking me about the stories that I'm working on. He he didn't have time to really cover the story like a journalist uh, would. So uh, we were kind of like partners there. We would exchange notes and then he would pick up the information and use that in his program. He would raise his voice passionately over an issue. He was very committed to any issue that he would take up on his commentary program. More than just being a journalist, I would describe him more as an activist, an activist on local governance, human rights, justice issues. He was also big on on environment. When he was shot and killed, he was about to go to Manila because they were going to launch a signature campaign, a national, international signature campaign to stop mining, particularly in Palawan. Because you see, Palawan is a special place environmentally. It has uh, the largest forest cover in all of the country. Its uh, biodiversity is highest in the country.
2: Journalist killings in the Philippines are happening for a long time. I'm Ronalyn Olea. I'm the Secretary-General of the National Union of Journalists of the Philippines. It's the largest organization of Filipino journalists. And I'm also the managing editor of Bulatlat, the longest-running online media outfit in the country. Journalists based in Metro Manila, in the city, are relatively quote-unquote safe compared to our colleagues in the provinces they are the most vulnerable because often they work in an environment that's very small. Small in the sense that they can easily be located, put under surveillance, especially when the powers that be do not tolerate the kind of reporting that journalists do. Here in the Philippines, many local politicians have this notorious uh, tactic of putting up their own media outfits. So if they cannot buy you as a journalist, they will harass you or intimidate you to silence. And the case of Jerry actually reminded me of another case, Marlene Esperat. Uh, she was a journalist who exposed multi-million scam involving a national government agencies. Officials. So she was uh, shot dead inside her home in front of her children.
0: According to the NUJP, at least 189 journalists have been murdered since 1986, when the people of the Philippines overthrew the dictatorship of Ferdinand Marcos and democracy was restored. On the 23rd of November, 2009 32 journalists were killed in what became known as the Ampatuan massacre the single most deadly attack on journalists anywhere in the world the journalists were in a convoy following a local politician as he traveled to file his papers to run for governor the convoy was ambushed and the people abducted by a hundred armed men. I won't go into the horrific details of their murders.
2: I was actually with Bulatlat colleagues and we turned on the television to monitor the news. The Ampatuan massacre was being reported and we were shocked because at that time um, they were recovering the bodies of the victims and there was no... total body count yet. When we saw the footage of the backhoe, we were really shocked and we could not uh, believe that it was happening in 2009.
0: A backhoe is a digger, which was used to dig a mass grave two days before the massacre.
2: Later on, we realised that it was a tragedy waiting to happen. Because in the Philippines, political dynasties are very common. They are the powerful clans who run for government office. And they hold political economic power in their territories. And that also includes having private armies. So the Ampatuan clan, the main suspects in the Ampatuan massacre case, were so powerful, they were enabled by the national government. They had political allies, and they were acting like warlords. And when someone challenged their power, they were so emboldened to commit a murder in broad daylight. Supposedly, we were in a democracy already since 1986. But uh, the gruesome killing of 58 individuals, of whom 32 were journalists, was so shocking. And it really got us into thinking if we really wanted to continue being a journalist. Um, The Ampatuan massacre took more than 10 years to be resolved. The good thing is that the families did not give up. Our colleagues from several media organizations uh, continued providing support, and we consider it a partial victory that some of the main suspects were convicted
1: Why was he killed? Why was Jerry killed? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, if you ask the Senate Blue Ribbon Committee.
0: The Blue Ribbon Committee is the popular name for the Senate Committee, whose job it is to investigate alleged wrongdoings of the Philippines government and its officials.
1: They were very specific that Jerry Ortega's death was related to... His exposé on the Malampaya issue.
0: Malampaya is a big natural gas field in the sea northwest of Palawan. The national government and the Palawan provincial government, under the then governor Joel Reyes, were in dispute over who should get what share of royalties from the gas.
1: The national government made an argument that the natural gas reserves were outside the jurisdiction of the province of Palawan. So there was a legal case, long-running legal case. And uh, Joel Reyes thought of a way to resolve this by agreeing to an interim solution of the case that was offered by the national government, wherein Palawan would get uh, portion of the share, while the case was being heard in the Supreme Court. The amount was ten times more than the annual average budget of the Palawan provincial government. So, you know, it's a significant amount.
0: A significant amount of money that was allocated to projects picked by the government of Joel Reyes. But according to a 2008 investigation by the Independent Commission on Audit...
1: The... Identification of projects were questionable. There were anomalies in the utilization of the fund. And the report was damning in the sense that it painted the provincial government in a bad light with the misuse of the fund, essentially. So Jerry took this up as a major topic. Jerry was pointing out that the funds were essentially converted into pork barrel.
0: What DEMPTO means by pork barrel is that the funds were handed out to either pet projects in return for political support or to ghost projects for personal profit. And Jerry's response?
1: How dare you rob the poor? Those who have nothing? Those who are clinging for hope? They are already down. How dare you? step on them. He was digging into details every day in his program and he was making a lot of enemies. In fact, I remember that particular topic was his last topic before he was shot on January 24, 2011.
0: People are behind bars for Jerry's murder, but his family say there hasn't been full justice because they say the alleged mastermind of his murder has evaded prosecution. A safer world for the truth has re-examined Jerry's case and published an extensive report in February 2022. Here's the author, Yoss.
3: We spoke to various people in the Philippines, people from within the judiciary, law enforcement, but we also spoke to witnesses. And one of them was Rodolfo Edrat. He has become a state witness. He worked as a bodyguard for the former governor of Palawan, Joel T. Reyes. He was the governor of Palawan between 2000 and 2010. Rodolfo Edrat was the middleman of the murder. He is the person that selected the people that were part of the hit team, right? So there was a hit team that was collectively responsible for the hit of Jerry Ortega. Edraad actually has said to us that Joel T. Reyes asked him to murder Jerry Ortega because he was giving him headaches as a radio host.
0: Joel Reyes has always denied any involvement in Jerry's murder he says that he is being framed by his political opponents. Over the past 10 years, there has been a series of complex, often confusing, legal battles. To start off with, in February 2011, a special panel of prosecution was set up to establish whether there was probable cause to begin a court case against Joel Reyes.
3: The first panel of investigators... They prosecuted the hit team, but not Joel T. Reyes, the alleged mastermind, right? And a handful of other people, for example, Mario Reyes, which is the brother of Joel T. Reyes, which handed over the money to Edrat, according to Edrat.
0: The first panel said that there was no evidence to corroborate Edrat's testimony that Reyes had ordered him to organize Jerry's murder. It also ruled that what the Ortega family said was new evidence was filed out of time and so could not be considered. These were
3: text messages, correspondence between Edrat and Joati Reyes.
0: The messages start with one from Reyes.
3: Hopefully on my return the problem is over. And hours after Jerry Ortega was shot, Edrat told Reyes he's dead. Reyes replied again, OK, be safe.
0: What happened next was that...
3: The Justice Secretary at the time, Leila de Lima, she found a new panel, which was tasked again with a revision of the investigation. And they actually decided to prosecute Joel T. Reyes, whereafter he actually fled the country.
0: With his brother, Mario, a former mayor, in early 2012... Demto takes up the story.
1: They were in hiding for like four years until they were arrested for overstaying in uh, the tourist town of Phuket, Thailand.
0: In September 2015, the Reyes brothers were sent back to the Philippines to jail. They were there for three years, and then the murder case was dismissed.
1: He was uh, essentially exonerated in 2018, uh, exonerated largely on technicality.
0: Which Jos explains.
3: A court of appeals in the Philippines decided that the very foundation of the second panel was legally void. So Laila de Lima abused her power as a justice secretary to raise the second panel.
0: However, Joel Reyes stayed in prison on corruption charges. Parallel to
1: the murder case, he was indicted and he was convicted for a graft connected to his issuing anomalous mining permits. He was sentenced to six years.
0: The Ortega family challenged the decision by the Court of Appeal to drop the murder charges against Joel Reyes and they won.
1: The same court reversed itself a year later on account of a motion for reconsideration filed by the family. And it went up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ordered essentially the continuation of the murder trial against Joel Reyes. And that's where we are at right now.
0: But the murder trial hasn't resumed, and Reyes was released from jail in April 2021 when his prison sentence for corruption ended.
3: Something else happened, and that is that in August 2021, we had phone conversations with the, uh, the middleman of the murder, the sole state witness into the murder.
0: That is Rodolfo Edrat, And as part of the A Safer World for the Truth investigation, Jos talked to him.
3: While he was uh, in a tent, and he was basically hiding. He fled his house after people actually uh, gun-sprayed his house there were two men on a motorcycle with machine guns that riddled his house with bullets. He also explained that a few weeks before, there was a police official, which he recognized as being one of the persons sitting on the motorcycle, that passed by his house and actually asked him to withdraw his confession in which he implicated Joel T. Reyes. He was sent by Joel T. Reyes and was actually offering Edrat money in exchange of withdrawing his testimony. The situation at the moment is extremely um, precarious and strange because Joel Reyes is running for governor in May 2022, again in the state of Palawan. But at the same time, on the 14th of July 2021, there was a judge of the regional trial court that actually issued a new arrest warrant to arrest Reyes in the case of the Ortega murder. But he was never arrested, and at the same time, he's running for governor. It seems as if local authorities are either unable or unwilling to arrest Reyes. that Reyes still exerts a certain amount of control over the authorities in Palawan.
1: The situation today is not like what the situation was over 10 years ago when the national government really made a big deal about Joel Reyes having slipped out of the country and there was a massive manhunt. This time, there's no manhunt. Is Joel Reyes guilty for being the mastermind in the killing of Jerry Ortega? Uh, It has to be determined by the court. The problem is Joel Reyes never openly accepted the legal process to Exonerate himself. He, he, he did exert a lot of effort to avoid the prosecution by uh, questioning the procedures of the investigation, but he never really had a chance to formally in court confront the evidence that were filed against him.
2: Definitely. The case of uh, Jerry Ortega is emblematic of the culture of impunity in the country.
0: Ronlin of the National Union of Journalists of the Philippines, which each year commemorates Jerry's murder in 2011 at the age of 47.
2: It's really frustrating to see how the justice system in the Philippines. Is so excruciatingly slow. Whenever I feel frustrated, (laughs) we look back at the case of the Ampatuan massacre and draw inspiration from that experience. Just uh, continue. Get the support of the public in holding the perpetrators accountable. Never give up. So we're still optimistic that uh, someday. Justice will triumph.
0: Thank you to all who spoke to me for this Killing the Truth, the case of Jerry Ortega, and to you for listening. Thanks also to the family of Jerry who gave us permission to use the clips of him they decided for security reasons not to talk to me for this episode. A Safer World for the Truth's investigation into Jerry Ortega's murder is available to download for free, and there's a link to it in the show notes. That's it for this Killing the Truth series. If you haven't already, please do listen to and please do share the other episodes on Rahina Martinez in Mexico, Gowri Lankesh in India, and Ada Haidara in The Gambia. All remarkable journalists, murdered for speaking truth to power. This is an Open Democracy production in partnership with A Safer World for the Truth. Music and sound design is by Lee Sperry. Research by Anita Marithi. Written, presented and produced by me, Penny Dale.
3: been listening to a podcast supported by Open Democracy.
0: If you liked it, please consider making a small donation to help us do more. As a small media organisation, Open Democracy relies on the backing of people like you to keep going. Go to opendemocracy.net now to support our work. And one more thing, to avoid missing out on future episodes, don't forget to subscribe to this show in your favourite podcast app.